Speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We move on today to Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. This chapter continues the verbal clash between Jesus and the religious rulers that began back in chapter 21. In these opening verses of chapter 22, Jesus gives them the parable of the king who made a marriage feast. And here is what Matthew writes. Jesus told several other stories to show what the kingdom of heaven is like. For instance, he said, it can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding dinner for his son. Many guests were invited, and when the banquet was ready, he sent messengers to notify everyone that it was time to come. But all refused. So he sent other servants to tell them, Everything is ready, and the roast is in the oven, so hurry. But the guests that he had invited merely laughed and went on about their business, one to his farm, another to his store. Others beat up his messengers and treated them shamefully, even killing some of them. Then the angry king sent out his army and destroyed the murderous and burned their city. And he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited weren't worthy of the honor. So go out into the street corners and invite everyone that you see. So the servants did, and brought in all that they could find, good and bad alike. And the banquet hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guest, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the wedding robe provided for him. Friend, he asked, how is it that you happen to be here without a wedding robe? And the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, bind him hand and foot, throw him out into outer darkness, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen.
this parable deals with Israel's rejection of God's invitation and the definite change in the method and manner of the invitation, referring to the age in which we now live. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. It would be insulting, to say the least, if parents prepared an elaborate wedding banquet for their daughter, invited guests, and everyone, for one trivial reason or another, declined the invitation. Jesus tells a parable about an invitation to a wedding dinner that was mostly ignored. Matthew 22, 2-10, Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and fatted cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready, come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention, and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He set his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. Go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. In the ancient Middle East, wedding banquets were elaborate affairs, lasting sometimes for days. Two invitations were issued. The first was an announcement that the affair was coming, and the second was issued when all things were ready. The guests who had the honor of being invited were then expected to come, having made their own personal arrangements after the first invitation. The word translated dinner in the words I just read, we would call breakfast or perhaps brunch. It was the first of two daily meals served at mid-morning. That was just the beginning of the wedding festivities. In this parable, the king represents God, the son is the Messiah, the bridegroom. And the servants are John the Baptist, the disciples, and others. The banquet may well represent the kingdom of heaven, perhaps even in its final form, the kingdom of Christ's rule on earth. The guests who turned down the invitation are the Lord's people, Israel. Apparently, those who turned down the repeated invitation fall into two groups the indifferent, and the rebellious. According to verse 5, some paid no attention and went off, one to his field and another to his business. Note that word, his. Christ had preached that sons of the kingdom should not seek their own but others' good. Selfishness is not a part of kingdom living. Those who wouldn't come went back to their own selfish pursuits and comforts their old, self-centered lives. Then there were the rebellious ones. Jesus said they seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. When Jesus, Son of God, came and offered himself as Messiah and as King, representatives of the people, speaking and acting for Israel, turned Jesus down. 
they would not accept him as Messiah, King, or Savior. Some were just indifferent, but others planned to kill him. The reasons the invited guests gave for not coming to the feast were trivial. They insulted the host. Finally, they killed the servants who issued the second invitation. Many early disciples and followers of the Lord lost their lives in the cause of Christ. They were martyrs. History is full of those who died for their faith. It may be that Jesus meant to say that finally God turned to the Gentiles and invited them to the wedding banquet. The servants, the apostles, and the Christian evangelists like Paul were sent to the Gentiles to invite them to share in the present form of the kingdom. Many responded and came. But history tells us that while the invitation has been going out since Christ walked this earth, many treat the gospel invitation with indifference and some with rebellion. I wonder which displeases the Lord most. I wonder if it isn't those who treat his salvation with just a shrug of the shoulder and put it off as something not very important. It seems to me that the host who offered this elaborate banquet must have been particularly hurt by those who, for the most trivial reason, wouldn't come. It's not even important enough to find a decent, respectable excuse. But there is one other interesting point in this story of Jesus. When the final invitation went out and the guests came, there was one who came but was not wearing wedding garments. When asked how he got in, the man didn't answer. In this story, he was tied up and thrown outside into darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here is a man who responded but didn't properly prepare. In ancient times, the wedding clothes were supplied by the host. Here was a man who evidently refused the wedding clothes. He was thrown into hell where there was weeping and gnashing of teeth. Bible writers clearly tell us that we are all clothed with filthy rags, but that the righteousness of Christ can be our garment if we'll put it on. Evidently, this man, for some reason, didn't put on the wedding suit. He wanted to get in on his own terms, but no one gets into the family of the Lord on his own terms. Everyone must be clothed with the righteousness of Christ. I know a man who attends a good, gospel-preaching, Bible-believing church. I know the church well. The gospel is clearly given, and people are invited to receive the Lord. This man has for years refused on the basis that he doesn't need it. He is so good that he is totally indifferent to his real need of forgiveness. It would be so easy for him to receive the Savior and his life. It is free for the taking.
What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.